get the spa and this is the first time I'm using the toilet. This is the second time I'm using the toilet. <sighs> this is the third time I'm using the bathroom here at the bar. This is the toilet. This is a great bathroom on to code. I'm gonna give, go tell the department that it was right where I wanted it. And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's a beautiful network. It's Wednesday, December 15th. Happy Survivor Finale Day. I'm J.E. Skeets. And alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. What's up, fellow networkies? Hey, Tassie. We got my top shot hot boy. He's dipped into his secondary pants. It's Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, hey. yo. <laughs> yo. International Man of Mystery taking it to the Max Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> last, last but not least, uh, making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. <laughs> there he is. Here we are. I think it was that cold open that got us all uh, a little zany here to start the show. I liked it. Uh, shout out to the stream team. Hello, stream team. Thanks for joining us live on YouTube. Take a second. Like the video. Just do it. Fuck, it's one click. <laughs> I mean, Get over yourself and like the video. We barely ask for anything. We give you 90 minutes every day. We talk to each other here on the internet every day. Just like the video. Subscribe. A lot of you have already, so thank you. If you haven't, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube and share the show. That helps us out too. Uh, email your NBA questions in to nodunks at theathletic.com. NBA questions, non-NBA questions. We'll take them all. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. At no dunk sink. That's INC at the end. Okay. We will hit the beach later because we did get some great cues. Tassie, you uh, put a couple in the dock that we'll tackle today. So thanks to everybody that keeps sending them in and uh, continue to do so. So we'll do that later in the show. We'll get to the games from last night. Only three on. Quite a historic game. Quite a historic moment there with Steph Curry. But guys, before all of that, another wedgie. Yes, wedgie number 14. And we were fortunate enough to have on the Nets broadcast, Ian Eagle. And our good friend, Sarah Kustak. Take it away. Flynn, a three. Oh! A Canadian wedgie! <laughs> is this your first wedgie of the season? It is. I had all of this wedginess built up inside me. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. Shout out to uh, the former starters, now the No Dunks crew, because I know that's their favorite, along with your favorite. I, I love those guys. Oh. I really love those guys. I love what they did prior what they're doing now i honestly believe i was saying it before they were ever on the air this oh i'm sorry did this I, wedginess did, goes did I way to, back oh. and i'm not even insinuating oh, that sorry, they ever I, I, that they ever would have would have taken i, I believe like they, when, they took it and ran with it and they may have like came finish? up with it or yeah. Man's Jam. It's not. You need to start copywriting these. And I'll share with the people. I was saying this back in other network days. <laughs> <laughs> other network days. <laughs> what a call there from Eagle. Uh, up to 14 on the season if you're keeping track. Well, if you're not, just go to wedgetracker.com. They're keeping track. Uh, on pace for 46. That's a. Uh, Going up a little bit more here because we've had a couple over the last couple of days. What what a what a call though, Tass from uh, Eagle and Kustak there. Amazing call, and the feeling is mutual. I and Eagle, we love what you're doing now and what you used to do in your previous <laughs> days, and you are exactly right. Others have said it, like you, 
and we popularized it. It, it. That is bang on. And that is exactly what we said on Monday. We just took it and ran with it. And yeah. one day it's going to be in the box score. There is going to be a column that reads Wedgie. And that may be my greatest accomplishment in life. Our greatest accomplishment. We're going to tell the kids, going to tell the grandkids if that happens. Wedgie, right there. It's exactly the truth. We didn't make up the word. Right. But Ralph Lawler did. We ran with it. Well, well yeah, I think, think so. I think it was Ralph. I say Ralph. Ralph is older than Ian. Yeah, he's the one. He's he's retired now. He's over eighty. I think he's the one who did it. And Ian Eagle ran with it. He didn't come up with the word, but he's sharing. Like yeah. we're all sharing. Like Sean says, Curry didn't invent the three pointer. He revolutionized. Perfect. It. That's the wedgie to the no dunks crew. Spot on, Sean. Um, I will say, how do you feel about him calling it a Canadian wedgie from Flynn? Canadian Ooh, team, yes, but not a Canadian man. That's okay. I don't, yeah. No, I got a problem Ca- with it. Oh, come problem. on, man. Yeah, I do. You got I a do. problem with a guy saying Absolutely. Canadian wedgie? Absolutely. He's not Canadian. Why is it a Canadian wedgie? It's from a Canadian team. Oh. Those are Canadian hands. He's a resident of Canada. He lives there. Well, let's resident. ask the, uh, let's ask, uh, I don't know, he's got permanent, permanent residency or something in Canada. Lielis, I don't know, you were talking before we went on the air with your visa status yeah. in Canada. What do you think, Mr. Canadian? Well, it's a Canadian game, so it technically is a Canadian wedgie, isn't it, really? I mean, I think that's the thing with it. I, I just think that energy and, and the ability oh, to it. just talk on and on and on, and Sarah gets in on it as well. Is it too much to ask that we get that from other commentators as well? Appreciate the wedginess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, really, that, I respect the no dunk shout out from Sarah Kustak. Yeah, That's of course, big of time, course. Yeah. But uh, you know, the the energy Iron brings to any broadcast is always great, and he just really hits home just how important the wedgie is. It's unique. It is like a snowflake. Will Iron have the same energy for the next one? Because as he said, that was his first of the season, yep. and he had all this wedginess <laughs> built up inside. Him. I had all this wedginess <laughs> built up inside me, and then. <laughs> He got one. Uh, so congrats to Ian Eagle, one of the greats. Oh. Passing it on to mm. Noah Eagle, also in the broadcast game, his son. <laughs> He'll be carrying on the wedgie tradition, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, though, Lee. At this point, we need to, like, start shaming broadcasters that don't at least say wedgie when it happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, Scalabrini. You don't got to say us. You don't got. You got to say wedgie. You got to call it what it is. Especially if you're in the club, like Scalabrini is in. He knows what a wedgie is, and he just missed it the other day by going on a yeah. boink. I mean, that's a suspension. A one game. A one wedgie suspension. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Put him like in it. the wedgie protocols. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the games because uh, Steph Curry set the NBA record. He did it for three pointers made, at least in the uh, regular season. He already has the one where he's hit. The most three-pointers of all time when you count the playoffs, but he's got it. He's got the record. Warriors beat the Knicks. Uh, Tass, I don't know about you. I thought this was pretty damn cool how they handled the uh, historic moment, the milestone moment there in MSG. What do you think? Yeah, didn't see it coming, but I love the moment. And uh, I love the type of basket as well. The fact that he gave it up before he crossed half court and then ran off the ball. It wasn't a, uh, hey, I'm bringing it up and I'm doing this thing because that's what Curry has made his name on, giving up the ball. He's not a typical point guard. And then he comes and he gets it. The selfless superstar, that's what he is. So it's good to see that he got it like that. Great to see that it came from Andrew Wiggins, a guy who never passes him the ball. That's really, a Canadian, a, yeah, a Canadian yeah, record. Sure. Canadian <laughs> record, sure. That's right. 
Is Andrew Wiggins Canadian? I guess so. Uh, I mean, and, he's sort of just borderline, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> he's on the board. Uh, is he a resident? Who knows? But uh, yeah, Andrew Wiggins never passes Steph Curry. Well, he's only had 10 assists to Steph this season through nearly 30 games. And Draymond Green really, really, really wanted it oh, yeah. to be him. And so that's what makes it great. Uh, Green said after the game, he said, quote, Wiggins never passes on that play. So great to hear Draymond a, a little upset. And uh, Curry said, I think that's the first time Wiggins passed it to me on that type of play. So good stuff. And then, yeah, the play stopped. And I didn't know whether or not they, they just stopped the play as, as in the, the, the scorekeeper stopped the play or what happened. But Steve Kerr intentionally fouled yeah. and then called a timeout. And then apparently the league extended the usual two and a half minute break to three and a half minutes, according to our Anthony Slater, give it a little extra time there. And then the three and a half minutes. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I didn't know what to expect, but yeah, I loved seeing mom. I loved seeing dad, Del Curry, his new haircut. He got the game ball. Del looking great with that haircut. Yeah. And He's then, back on uh, the market. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Steph just hugged everybody again. The accessible superstar. He even gave Jordan Poole a hug who was looking for a hug. Jordan Poole just got in there the last second. Steph's like, oh yeah, I forgot about you. I'll give you a hug too. Uh, that was, I, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know how you guys felt about three and a half minutes because usually, the play goes the other way. Like when Ray broke Reggie's record, the play went the other way and Kobe took it to him uh, uh, on, on the block. But how do you guys feel about three and a half minutes of Steph Love? <laughs> uh, that was special right. last night. Come on. It was cool seeing it in Madison Square Garden with all of the previous record holders there. And I love like the kind of building of the record over time with Steve Kerr being there for all of them. Back in the mm. day when Reggie Miller broke it originally, he's like, we didn't even do anything. Nobody knew that he broke the record. Even Reggie was like, that's just what it was back then. I was the yeah. one who was making threes. Nobody cared. When Ray Allen did it, it was a huge celebration. But play continued, like you're saying, Tass. We got a Kobe Bryant post up after that. Eventually, the game was stopped. But here, Steve Kerr sat through two of them. He said, we got to make this special because this is Steph Curry. Go out there and foul immediately so we can get this game stopped. And then the party was on. It was cool. It'd be like if Michael Jordan set the record for most fadeaway jumpers or Dirk Nowitzki <laughs> set the record for most one-legged shots, right? Like this is Steph Curry's signature shot. Right. Now he holds the record and now we get to see what kind of crazy number he eventually puts up at the end of his career. They gave him that jersey with four numbers on it afterwards. Even he started laughing when he saw that. He's like, oh, nice, 2974, that's special. <laughs> the numbers are going to like wrap all the way around the jersey by the time this guy's done. Uh, Lee, you got your jersey on there. Mm -hmm. Were you as emotional as Steph Curry was? <laughs> that actually surprised me. Like yeah. He was like the scream like after he obviously hit it over Alec Burks there, the, the record-breaking one early in the first quarter, and then the tears eventually there on the bench. I, I, I guess I just wasn't expecting that from him. It, it meant a lot. Um, were you doing the same in your living room last night? No, there was no tears, but there was no? a big <laughs> smile on my face. I was really happy to see him do it because, uh, you know, he is the best shooter we've ever seen. He has changed the game. He's done so much for uh, just revolutionizing the way the three-pointer is shot. So it was great for him to do it in Madison Square Garden, I thought. I mean, he said as well, outside of his home arena, of course, there in San Francisco, where else would be better than uh, Madison Square Garden, New York City? And he had all the eyes of the NBA and the sports world on him last night. And the three that he hit was a classic sort of staff. You know, maybe not one you teach the kids, but uh, he's <laughs> changed it so that that is a normal shot for him. So it was great. But yeah, I, I was also a little surprised just how sort of, you know, at the outpouring of emotion, but I guess he's yeah. been building up towards this for the last, you know, really the last couple of weeks. And so uh, it was really cool to see. And I did think the NBA and TNT did a pretty, 
pretty good job of just like, okay, let's just pause everything here for a couple of minutes. Let's not go crazy, but let's uh, respect the moment, appreciate it. And uh, Reggie Miller got his phone out. Uh, I tweeted it was like Shaq from the 2000 All-Star <laughs> game, you know, with his camera. Reggie had his, uh, Reggie had his own phone there. And Ray Allen, surprisingly... Went with the turtleneck last night. I thought that was a pretty big, uh, a pretty bold move there. Um, yeah, you were shocked by that, were you? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking like Lee Ellis in a pizza joint. Um, but yeah, it's cool that it's now sort of out the way, and it's just a matter of uh, of how far ahead he will be of, of the next guy by the time he retires. And right. he said he hopes he puts enough distance that no one ever breaks it. But and you know where we sit today, maybe they won't. But I think uh, as we've seen with pretty much all these records. It'll be overtaken by some. I think. I mean, I think Donovan Mitchell and Trey Young, guys like that, are actually sort of ahead of where Steph was at the same part of his career. So it is quite possible that this record will last for 10, 20 years, but uh, eventually it probably will be broken. Yeah. James Harden actually has more threes at this point than Curry had at the same age. Right. Which is a little weird, but he's really slowed down here, uh, at least since joining Brooklyn. And I don't think we'll keep up a torrid pace, like enough to pass. Curry, but he's going to be very high when he retires. He'd probably be, you know, whatever, second or third when it's all said and done. I saw Kevin Pelton was trying to crunch the numbers, Lee, and he said this. I think this is right. Let's say conservatively that Curry plays another five seasons. Let's just say he he retires around 39, so in 2027. And let's say he plays about 80% of those games that, that, uh, you know, if he's still with the Warriors. If that's the case, and he continues to sort of on his average of what he does in a game, he's probably going to flirt with like another 1,500 more three-pointers. So we're looking at ballpark 4,500 threes made. Uh, I know we've thrown around the idea. Could he get to 5,000? Mm. Of course he could. I mean, he could play probably until he's like 45 with what he does uh, and just throw, throw him in a corner there for a couple of games and watch him knock him down. But yeah, that sounds about right to me, like between 4,000 and 4,500 threes. And then, yeah. Who will be? Yeah, will it be a Trey Young? Will it be a, 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 someone we don't even know yet because they just come in shooting way more? I'm with you that it eventually will be surpassed, but I think it's going to be one. It's like a Babe Ruth Gretzky-like record where it's like, wow, that's shockingly high or very difficult. But, you know, all records eventually get broken, and hmm. this one will. But Trey, watching this, I kept thinking of you because you kept saying, I don't remember a damn thing about Ray Allen breaking Reggie Miller's record. <laughs> but, yeah, it sounds like this one more memorable to you, and... And maybe this will stick with you a little bit longer, how they celebrated it, of course. I thought it was 100% more memorable. Maybe it's just the fact that it's 10 years later and everything is kind of blown up a little bit more 10 years later. But I also think it's a, we're talking about a top 10, probably top five player in NBA history, right? And that's why I think it's a little bit different. This is Steph setting a career record as one of the all-time greats, not just at shooting. He's just one of the all-time greats, period. Like, so is Ray Allen. But Ray Allen didn't win a couple MVPs, right? This is uh, Steph doing what he does best. And like he even said, I wasn't going to call myself the greatest shooter of all time until I had this record. Now that I do, I'm going to put it on my shirt. I'm going to put it on my hat. And I'm going to tell basically everybody at all times. It was awesome. It was really cool to see. And like y'all are saying, he was fired up to do it. And that was the cool thing to me was like, once it finally got down to a manageable number where it wouldn't have to be a crazy hot shooting night, you know it was going to come easily. So it happened yeah. right away, and of course he was fired up. And who wasn't? Like, that was awesome to see. Everybody was excited for that one. Pete Davidson was going nuts. John Stewart <laughs> was going nuts. I'm sure they were cracking jokes over there. Uh, fun times in the garden.
and uh, Spike Lee was on the floor behind Steph Curry taking photos of him. Yeah. This is, uh, we're showing it to you on YouTube. He literally got on the floor on his butt to get a low angle shot of Steph's back as Steph showed off the jersey in the postgame interview. Speaking of the, the Ray, Reggie, Curry jersey photo op that they had there, they threw down the three jerseys. Reggie threw his Pacers jersey down. Curry had the 29-74. And Ray had his Celtics jersey down. Do you do you think Ray loved that part of it? Like, would, would Ray pick? Interesting. I guess he I mean, he would. broke the record, I yeah. guess. That's, That's, that was the thing. He had to put yeah, the Celtics yeah. jersey because he did. But I don't know if that was his would be his choice. I'm just yeah. wondering. I don't did know. you I'm see how long Reggie's jersey was? Yeah. That was a long one. <laughs> Holy crap. I would have loved to see Tasmellas tuck that one in. It would have taken you days to yeah. tuck all of it in. It was so yeah. long. Yeah, it's so long. I, I just looked at my Jorge Garbajosa photo recently <laughs> of my jersey down to my knees. Those yeah. things are huge. And I'm not... Uh, that Reggie's must be huge because he's obviously... You know, he's larger than Trey Kirby. I mean, that's how big is that jersey? That's like a plus seven yeah. inches going down to, <laughs> to his knees. Uh, it was yeah, just just a wonderful, wonderful moment. Did you all check out uh, Spike Lee's Instagram? Because that picture he took, it actually turned out pretty good. good. Yeah, and he's got like (laughs) almost 29,000 likes. So (laughs) totally worth it. (laughs) Well, yeah, I saw people on Twitter saying it was like uh, like the hot influencer. It was like the boyfriend taking the photo (laughs) on the beach or whatever at the restaurant. Like you really got to work for it, get those angles. Uh, Yeah, but everybody was excited. And the Warriors went on to win this game. Go ahead, Todd. Yeah, I will say the one thing that Draymond Green mentioned after the game and when I saw the team shot after the game he said the only thing they regret is having no clay there he's not yeah uh joining them i guess on the road right now so that was the only crappy part to him but uh we've, we've talked numbers you talked those pelton number crunchers but i want to talk just one more number because I, sure. I, I was surprised by seeing almost three thousand threes. number one guy who's assisted on his baskets you'd kind of you kind of know i guess if you think about it for a sec who is it who's assisted on staff's baskets draymond draymond, draymond number yeah, yeah. one okay. 479. Uh, so it's kind of like, it's spread out by a lot of guys, sure, actually. Yeah. Who's number two? My number two man, number two. Number two? Uh, yeah. Andrew Bogut. Uh, no. <laughs> Iguodala. Iguodala. Oh, okay. oh, that's that good. makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, far behind with 300. I'm not going down any further on the list, but yeah. yes. Green and, and yeah. kind of surprising. Iguodala, yeah, it must be spread out by... A lot of guys. I wonder how many Clay's got because uh, once Clay get the ball, it doesn't really get <laughs> no pass back. <laughs> one, so. no. How's Clay going to beat Curry's? You know, three point yeah, record. Yeah, right. He's passing yeah. it to Curry. It's, yeah, no, you got to shoot those yourself. Uh, I also saw Tass. Uh, you brought up those two guys, Draymond, Draymond and uh, Iguodala. Curry bought them like Rolexes, uh, just being longtime teammates, and and a thank you, I guess, for all those assists to set him up. Isn't the thing though? Like half of Curry's threes are. I mean, it's almost half of his threes are unassisted which is the mm. wild part. I mean, mm. that's really the that's revolutionizing of the game. I mean, Ray and Reggie, I mean, this is coming off passes for the most part. It's Curry's ability to do it off the dribble and off, and, and five feet behind the line, where mm. that's the that's the difference maker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steph's definitely in the last five or six years become the guy like you got to pick him up at half court because he can just knock that shot yeah. in as a regulation shot. And actually, Kenny Smith talked about that on TNT he's saying he really split it up and he said I think Reggie's the best catch and shoot three that we've ever had catch and shoot three point shooter he said Ray Allen's the best off one dribble and then Steph's kind of the best <laughs> <laughs> off everything wow. else but it, you know I mean it, like I can sort of see the point he was making like that because yeah Reggie was a shooter rather than a point guard 
And then Ray Allen was also like a catch and shooter. But Steph, being the point guard, doing all that work off the dribble, hadn't been seen before to the effectiveness in which he's been able to, to change it. And, you know, again, I, I think the probably the most memorable three still for me, not in the playoffs, uh, obviously, um, but in the uh, it was that Oklahoma City game where he hit that one, you know, from just inside yeah. half court. I mean, I think that's the one that really separated Steph from everybody else, that that wasn't just a wild shot. That was like what the, the, sh- the shot that he really brought to the game and changed it. And now you're seeing other guys do it. You know, Lillard does it as well. Lillard sort of put himself in that conversation there with Steph the other day. But really, Steph's done it. And I've noticed other players, like Kevin Durant and Chris Paul, other good players sort of see how easy Steph shoots those deep, deep bombs. And now you're seeing guys trying to do that and add that to their repertoire. Like Trey Young's probably the most notable young guy who's like five, ten feet back, I'm just firing away. And uh, it's working for him to some degree anyway. Is Steph Curry going to go in the three-point contest in Cleveland? Or is he done with it? I thought he he was done with it. Yeah, he won it last year. He's won it twice, but he just loves it. So (laughs) he almost has to at this point. You're the three-point king. Yeah, Yeah. and... That's his hometown. Last year. Wow, hometown yeah. of Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Great call. Born in Akron. Yeah. yeah. He's got to go in it. Okay. I, well, I, I brought that up because, like, what about this, Lee? Forget current players. Let's, you know, Kenny says, oh, well, Reggie's the best at this part of three-point shooting. Ray's the best at this part. And Steph said, let's do it. Let's just get the three of them out there. Curry versus Reggie versus Ray Allen three-point contest at the All-Star break. It'd be awesome. Three top little... 75 players of all time at the 75th anniversary celebration. Mm. Done. Yeah. It would be foolish to not do this. They should yeah. do a regular yeah. three-point contest, and then yeah. they should do a Legends contest as well. Well, go. yeah. They've got to be a little careful. Remember the Legends one they did two years ago? It didn't go all that well. Remember they had uh, Del Curry. They had Glenn Rice, I think it was. I think they had uh, Mark Price. And they. I think Del hit the first three, and then they all just clanked them around. That's part uh, of the three-point contest? I don't even remember it was, uh, Well, they, they did. I do not remember that. Yeah, yeah, check it out. I remember it because I was like, ah. Hey, I, I could have, you know, we were still at TNT at the time. <laughs> what, you I thought mean, you were going to be in it? Well, Dell had two racks. I was thinking we maybe can't you could just... can't even get in a celebrity uh, all-star. <laughs> Talking about some other network days, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was excited for that. It's like, the old guys, they don't forget how to shoot, but... Uh, well, they forgot how to shoot. They do. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, but wait, so just last point here. What you're saying there, like about Pelton there with the numbers, that's right. I mean, he's that would basically take him from where he is now and add a third to what he's already done, or half of what he's already done on top of it. And yeah. uh, I think the way that he's kept himself in great shape, remember he overcame those injuries, those ankle injuries to the point where, because a lot of people actually, I'm sort of getting a bit of a tangent here, you know, clowning on David Kahn saying, you know, why didn't you draft him? But remember, the Warriors basically traded him to the Bucks too until the Bucks said, we don't trust those ankles, give us Monte Ellis, and they did. So, right. you know, it's easy to dunk on guys now, but it's not as though everyone else just knew Steph Curry was locked. I mean, the Grizzlies took the beat at number two. I mean, how long did they even last in the league? So, anyway, back to my original Jesus. point. You're dunking on everybody. And the legends. I'm just saying, you know. But, Mark but Price, that, trash. Hashim the beat, trash. <laughs> Damian Lillard, not a good three-point shooter. <laughs> the way that Steph uh, overcame those doubts and those injuries to the point where now he's, like, in incredible shape, I think he can go for so much longer, and that shot's only going to yeah. get better with him, so... I, think I guess more than fifteen hundred more in him. 
Yeah, no, you're probably right. I mean, it'd be pretty cool if you got to 5,000. That's a that's a cool number. <laughs> Put that on a jersey. <laughs> By the way, you don't need the comma on the jersey. <laughs> Why'd they put that in? Never like, put a comma on a jersey. You don't need to put that on. No. Um, you don't need to put it on. It's four digits. No, you don't so you need can it figure at all, it out. definitely not on a jersey. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, I like the Legends idea because this isn't, I don't think it's Del Curry-ish. I don't remember that three-point contest, thankfully. Oh. I'm a basketball sicko, but thankfully, I don't remember that deep. But I think like a Ray, Reggie, they're always posting about working out. They're always oh, yeah, running. Yeah, they're still Reggie's on the bike. These are young legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, those young legend. Call it the young legends instead of the old ones because oh. then you forget about I forgot about that contest. There's a three-point contest. I don't even know. It was only two years ago. It was only two years ago. So it was, it was in was, Chicago, was it? you're saying, or in 2019? In Charlotte? It, it's Charlotte? 2019. Maybe. It was in Charlotte. Oh, okay. uh, Ray Allen, Glenn Rice, and Mark Price. What? We're in it. Uh, I thought there was something what else. What are too, you? T- did this air on television? Yes. Yeah. They raised thirty-five thousand um, dollars. Yeah. So they so they went six Ball for twenty-five. Three. Six for twenty-five, and uh, <laughs> Dell finished two for ten. Mark Price made one for five, and Glenn Rice made three for five. So uh, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a dud, to be honest. Unfortunately, okay. <laughs> well, people are seem to be liking the idea here. Uh, you know, add Corver and JJ Redick. Into the mix too, Lee. You're, you're all right with that, or anyone else you want? Let's throw let's throw Larry Bird in it. Any yeah. Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that should be a new event: Bird versus Bird. Yeah. You have to go up against somebody with your same name: Steph versus <laughs> Dell, <laughs> Gary versus Larry. <laughs> I don't know what else we got. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, anything from the game itself? It's sort of forgotten. Nah. Yeah, you know, Warriors <laughs> went on to get the victory. Knicks lose again. Okay. Well, let's keep moving then. Uh, two other games on last night. Sort of wild what happened in this one. We had two other overtime games. Um, we'll start with the Nets. Shorthanded, forced overtime, and they beat the Raps 131 to 129. Trey, notes from the Nets' victory, besides, of course, the wedgie. Yeah, I wasn't worried about the Nets at the end of yesterday's show when you mentioned that DeAndre Bembry was going to be out of the lineup. But an hour before tip, pretty much, the Nets found out they were going to be missing James Harden and Bruce Brown in health and safety protocols for a grand total of seven Nets who went into COVID protocols within 24 hours. Not great for Trey Swervey in the pick and payoff, but after some debate pregame about whether he would play on a sore right ankle, Kevin Durant did suit up for the Nets, and when you've got KD, you've got a chance. In 48 minutes, Kevin Durant went out and played 48 minutes after maybe not playing this game. He put up 34, 13 rebounds, and 11 assists. Just a random game in December against uh, a team that... You know, it's going to be playing hard. You're shorthanded. Almost didn't play. 48 minutes, a triple-double. That's MVP stuff. We've seen it a lot of times in the NBA where you come into a game, you don't have your full lineup, and that kind of allows all of these random role players to play real loosey-goosey and have some big performances. That happened last night. Patty Mills, he wasn't even sure if the Nets were going to be playing this game. Instead, he ends up dropping a season-high 30, 16 in the fourth hit four threes, including the game tire to force overtime. Six of the eight Nets who ended up playing finished in double digits, including David Duke, 10 and 13 in his first career start. I've heard of him. That's an impossible name to forget. Had not heard of Kessler Edwards, though. Who? Kessler (laughs) Edwards, a rookie from Pepperdine. His first real game in the NBA. He's played a couple before, but played about four times as many minutes last night, putting up 40 minutes. Went for 17 points and 10 boards. In his first real extended run, 
every NBA player is good is one of my theories. They just have to have the chance and the confidence. And, you know, if you're going out there, you know you're not getting benched. You can take whatever shots you want. Go for it. It seems to work. This was a fun game uh, and a nice win for the Nets. Afterwards, Kevin Durant was, like, fired up to get to play with all of these rookies and these guys who haven't really gotten a chance to run in an NBA game. So, I don't know. Seems like the kind of win that can bring you together and – as long as the Nets are able to get a little bit healthier down the road, maybe they found some players who were able to give them a couple of minutes here and there down the line. Yeah, unbelievable performance uh, from Durant. I fired up Basketball References MVP tracker this morning, Lee. I was convinced that uh, KD would have gone up a spot or two after that game last night with the monster line, but he didn't. Durant right now, this is how crazy the league is. He's sitting fourth in their MVP tracker. It's still Jokic, Curry, Giannis. And then KD, but my God, I mean, you've said it a million times, Lee. It's like, yeah, if he's playing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Nets can win. That, it's yeah. like, it literally is the definition of like, yeah, give me, K- I got KD and give me four random guys for, you know, sort of, and not to shit on Patty Mills and stuff like that, but like, that's basically what we're at with this guy. He's that incredible. Yeah, where's Patty Mills on that MVP tracker after? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's below Jared night. Allen. No, but but that that is the thing. Like Kevin Durant is just that uh, that good. Where and last night he he also didn't just try to overtake the game. Where he's like, well, I'm going to have to score fifty tonight. He did try to get other guys involved by showing them, you know, trusting them by passing the ball and getting them touches. And I think that's what a leader does. He's like, these are my guys. I've got to make them feel that I need them to play their best tonight. And they did. And uh, and yeah, Patty hitting the three was great. And I thought, I mean, I'm going to be the old man yells at cloud here, but I thought Freddie Van Vliet's last shot there was a bad one. You just don't need to run the clock down to hit it as the hit that shot as the buzzer's going off. Just get a good shot, and I don't think he did that. So a little bit critical there of the Raptors because they should have won this game. They led big after coming back in that third quarter and then blew it, and then in overtime they led, and they also blew it from there. So this was one that the Raptors should have won sheerly by the amount of uh, you know better depth they had. But in the end, uh, Patty and uh, KD took the Nets home and got a good win for them. Tass, yeah, what'd you think of uh, Van Vliet's attempt? And what do you think of the Raptors going through Van Vliet at end of games? Because I don't love it. (laughs) I love Fred Van Vliet, but I think that's asking him, you're asking him too much from this guy to create these shots in final seconds. And they've done it time and time again here. I I sort of think it's got to, they got to go to someone else, honestly. The results haven't been good. Nurse was asked about it after the game, and he said, it's that is it's it's picking us apart as coaches what happens is the safest thing to do is not pass the ball and have a have a possession where you're playing iso ball yeah nurse sort of defended uh the move there i i the results aren't good that's watching it it's not fun to to watch Uh, i think they can run a little something where you get a pass you know, they're not going to turn it over i mean that's basically what he's defending what he's saying he's saying under immense pressure any pass can go out of bounds, but you got to believe in Fred's ability to make a pass, you know, or something like run a play, yeah, you know? misdirection, something. It's uh, so, difficult yeah. for a guy like Van Vliet to like create his own shot in an ISO situation. Is the truth just so because large, of his size? Yeah. yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, uh, but on the other side of things, uh, they've got a player who's getting taller. Apparently, Nurse said that uh, Scotty Barnes is six ten now. Oh, well, he's it. getting bigger. He was great. This, he played yeah. great. Oh, my God, did he ever play great. He was going right at Kevin Durant. And uh, as far as the Raptors go, you know, we're riding this roller coaster here. But this season really is about Scotty Barnes and him being uh, the guy that they hoped 
when they drafted him above Jalen Suggs. Not, not to go back to the draft, because I think that's a little unfair to Jalen Suggs. He's been injured, but you had to have faith at, at that point if you're a, a Raptors fan, because as Kevin Durant said after the game, this is a championship organization that he was playing against. Love that quote. Love seeing it. I know it's literal. Yeah, they just won a championship, but uh, it's so great to see Kevin Durant respect uh, the the other side of the ball. And uh, yeah, Scotty Barnes, I mean, the king of dinkers and dumpers. Like he was going into the lane like a 14-foot dink shot, like almost at the free throw line, <laughs> a push, like a push shot while he kind of was, you know, turned to his, his side, turned to the hoop. So he was, you know, kind of midway into a hook, but it ended up being a push dink that he wasn't squared up for. A guy is, he's just got a great feel for the game. He's a big who blocks shots. Um, and then, yeah, on the other side, the, the Nets, yeah, as Trey said, yeah, can they rally around this thing? I loved how Blake Griffin dove late in this game. Like he just sprinted. You know, Blake, one of the eight players, obviously not playing a lot this year. And then just uh, all out sprint and headlong dive. And Steve Nash was trying to get the crowd pumped as soon as Blake did that. Hey, look at this guy diving on the floor. Uh, so that I think it is a, a something that could bring this team together because KD sounded like, even though he scored 51 the other night, that he was like, this is amazing. He said, like, quote, I'm just so proud to be part of this group and play with these young dudes. And man, it was amazing to be out there. You know, this this is something that can get them you know, riled up on a random Tuesday uh, in December. This is a, it is a good team win, and as Shams reported, maybe Kyrie comes back. There's not really any news about Kyrie coming yeah. back, but he's talking to Kevin Durant. They're watching film together, and they're breaking down where Kyrie could play. So, who knows? Who knows if that happens? But yeah, things are things are looking solid for them anyways, even though their next game may be canceled. Who the heck yeah. knows? Yeah, that game could have been canceled last night if Kevin Durant didn't want to play. If he said, no, my ankle's sore, not playing, then it's canceled. They wouldn't have enough guys, I believe, right, Lily? So uh, I saw you shaking your head there when Tass was talking about the Kyrie Ugh. news. Yeah, I just can't believe... Today. Have at it. <laughs> I just can't believe you, you know, in basketball, again, you can pick up injuries and miss games, you know, through just playing. Unintentional things that just happen. And you're sitting at home right now not playing because you know more than doctors and scientists to not get a vaccination that could potentially save your life. It just doesn't make any sense to me. He's in his prime right now. Kyrie's one of the most incredibly fun guys to watch play, but instead he's sitting at home making some stance that doesn't make any sense. It's just beyond beyond anything that I can comprehend why someone who could be playing in the NBA... You know how much I would love to play one game in the NBA? (laughs) And what I would do to do that? That's a good idea, yeah. And he's just sitting at home, like, you know, arms folded, like, I know more than science and doctors. And it's just beyond stupid to me. Right. Yeah, well, maybe he'll, I guess, in theory, be getting these vaccinations and, and then I'd playing. love to know if, what he's if, waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> he needs, he's still doing his own research. Yeah. Uh, our, our final game here, let's get to it. Eaton returns to pace the Suns, 111-107 in the victory over the Blazers. Also in overtime lee notes from this one well uh where do you want to start here you can either choose chris paul or deandre ayton they were both incredible in this one and uh the chemistry and connection that those two have got right now is is incredible to watch chris paul had 14 assists last night nine of those were to deandre ayton who made only 12 field goals and 
he the, the, their communication on a pick and roll is so good because Aiton knows exactly where and when to sit the set the pick, whether or not he's going to slip on it or if he's just going to sort of roll to the hoop. And then Chris Paul's passing, I mean, you just can't stop it. He can either drop it off to him, he can plop it over, over to him, or other times <laughs> he can just lob it into him because mm-hmm. I think the defensive plan, the scheme from Chauncey Billups on Nurkic was like, okay, come out and sort of trap Chris Paul, make it hard for him to make that pass. And then, but Chris Paul would either then bounce it between the two defenders or go around them. And again, DeAndre Ayton's hands are so good. He catches everything and he finishes strong at the rim. He threw down some dunks. He had some little mid-range poppers if an extra helper came over. And then a couple of times, like Nurkic sort of dropped and Chris Paul just went deeper and deeper in and then lobbed it over the top of him to DeAndre Ayton. So this was a very, very impressive performance from those two. Having said all that, the Blazers were a real chance in this one. In fact, a couple of missed free throws here and there could have made a difference. Norm Powell missed one. Uh, Nurkic himself clanked one. And even Lillard in overtime. The game was a little bit more out of reach. He missed one there as well. So it comes down to those margins, especially for a team like the Blazers, who are just desperate for a victory right now. They played well. They came back in this game, put themselves in a chance to win it. But Chris Paul in that fourth quarter, him and Lillard, great two fourth quarter guys sort of went at it there. But Chris Paul ultimately in the extra period there in the overtime, got his team uh, over the line. But um, yeah, DeAndre Ayton, who actually had just come back, he played a career-high 45 minutes in this game. He said he he lost 10 pounds in like the two games that he had off because he was sick, which is uh, that's oh. a huge amount of weight to lose. But uh, then he went out and plays a career-high and played really, really well. So lots of good things there. I mean, again, Chris Paul we know is one of the best passers in the game and he can make other players better. But it also, DeAndre Ayton has to understand exactly how to set picks and to roll and then to finish. And he's able to do that. So it really does highlight all their uh, great teamwork. So very good win here from the Suns. Blazers, you know, we know they're in disarray right now. They fought, they got there, but uh, just couldn't finish it off. Yeah, I guess uh, Dinkers and Dumpers Tass has been replaced with plops and drops. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the same family. Plop, drop, and lob it. You can be in the same family. You can yep. dink and dump and you can plop and drop. Uh, for sure. Uh, family, family, family. Vin Diesel is dinked and dumped and plopped and dropped. Why did I bring Vin Diesel in <laughs> Why there? Why the fuck did you bring Vin Diesel? Well, he always says family. <laughs> oh, he What's always up, says family. Oh, oh, you said, oh, you said Dinkers and Dumpers or Plops and Drops is in the same family as Dinkers and Dumpers and just saying the word family made you think yeah. of Vin Diesel. Well, got, let's got, lay out. If you animated, if you animated a dink and a dump, okay, so let's get the poo emoji <laughs> yeah. and, and, and a dink, what would the dink Eggplant, emoji be? Eggplant, maybe, I guess. You gotta okay, go. yeah. okay. Uh, they would say, they would say, they'd have little mouths and they would say, family, 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 family. The emojis and, would? Yes. They're animated. They have mouths. They would say, family, 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 family. And here comes okay. the plop and drop emoji. And now they're family. And now they're vortexing together. And now all four are family. What's the plop and drop? What, like something into the water. Water drop for sure is drop. That's drop, a good one. Just straight yeah. drop. Yeah. Plop, plop, might, plop, plop might be the dump again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, it's the it's a, it's actually a Venn diagram, and then the middle is the is the poo um, emoji. Okay. All right. On that note, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll hit the beach to answer a few of your questions. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Back with No Dunks. Great comment here from Brad. Enjoying those ad reads. I sniff all of my friends' mattresses trying to find an odor that fits me. That's right, right. Got to find the right mattress odor. It's an underrated part to owning a mattress, apparently, as Tass has enlightened us. Incredible ad read there, Tass. I love it. Uh, All right, let's hit the beach, answer a few of your questions. Yeah, a little beach step in. Keep sending in your questions. No dunks at the athletic. Dot com best way to get them in you can drop them in the youtube comments you can tweet them in at no dunks inc uh i just have a question for you jd i hope you're actually listening um i'm listening yes i'm here are you, uh, hey are you going to see the <laughs> new spider-man movie oh there well uh, not this weekend no uh lincoln is going okay. he's got some cockamamie scheme for friday he seems to have a line on tickets for him and his buddy oh, so wow. Yeah, okay. but uh, I hear it's amazing. It's like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. What? So that's that's what Lincoln told me. He's very unreliable, though. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I. He doesn't have sources. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I could look it up, but uh, I saw I saw Jason Concepcion said it was very very good. He tweeted so he was mm-hmm. it, it, so I trust Jason. So okay. I'm very excited. All right, I just uh, I couldn't remember if are you a fan of Spider Man or do you think oh, he's lame? Yeah. Lame? No. I'm just asking. Yeah, no. He's, uh, I think Lee said, uh, the, in one of his ad reads that Batman was the goat of superheroes. And I was just like, I almost jumped in and was like, what are you talking? It's Spider Man. (laughs) Spider Man is the goat. Period. Disagree. Disagree. But I will say, I think, because I think there's another Batman movie coming out too, isn't there? Well, of course there is. Yeah, yeah, so always- I'm like, that's it. Unless unless they're changing up the the whole sort of system, that's it. No more Batman, no more Superman. But we've done it. What? We've done it enough. We got you got to stop changing it. Changing up the whole system. Like okay, <laughs> we're retiring all Bat- the superheroes. <laughs> you can't have Batman fight Joker anymore. It's time to just mix it all up and put them. I don't know. Put them together. Put Batman and Spider. Let's have it off. Batman Spider Man in a fight and see who wins. Because it's so like- it's, you're so close to being kicked off the show for. <laughs> <laughs> So you're talking crazy. Hey, what what vehicle does Spider-Man have? Does he even have a vehicle? They're called webs, Lee. They're called webs. He's a web swinger. You know, Batman, Batman's like, he's not even a superhero. He's a man. He's rich. He's rich. He's more for the rich. So is Iron Man. So is Iron Man. Yeah, but Iron Man's cool. I didn't say Iron Man was cool. (laughs) No, I didn't. I agree. Spider-Man is the best Superman. Wow. Spider-Man's cool, man. He's a teenager. He's a teenager exactly. out there kicking ass. 
Uh, and that's a, it's a little different than, you know, rich guys just putting on suits and fighting crime. Superman, <laughs> Superman's got the remix. Superman's super interesting because he's Superman all the time. And his costume is that he's just a normal man. <laughs> normal That's man right. should be his name. <laughs> what about Goat Man? Where, there is not a goat themed superhero, unfortunately. <laughs> Give him the horns, Goat Man. <laughs> Sounds like it exists already. Uh, maybe we should do um uh what the hell did we call that show? The the draft show that we did? Oh uh, we should squad. Do squad. Squad, yeah. We squad, should do yeah. maybe uh like a superhero uh twist. Sure. Could be something there. Let's do yeah. it. Okay. Mm. Put it. Let's put it in the. It. Put it in the brainstorm slack. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Thanks, man. Uh, just, a, just I'll a quick wrap. Put it in the squad slack, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, we have one. a. Oh, we have a squad. Slack. <laughs> yeah, we haven't <laughs> used it since Wednesday, June twenty third. Oh, kill it. Wow. Kill it. We don't works. need it. No, no, it's back, it. baby. Just, just a quick wrap up. Hootski. Yeah, I, I believe him more than Lincoln. Ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty pretty good. Maybe it's dropped Still, off. Maybe uh, it was. 100%. You, you cannot trust a Rotten Tomatoes score this early into mm. a movie. There's, there's this is the issue, especially reviews. with uh, JD. It's it's that's enough. Oh, that's a uh, oh you're the, uh, these, this isn't the fan audience. <laughs> no, I never look at the fans. What, what are the yeah, fans I was gonna know? say. Well, the fans are a bunch of diehard Spider-Man geeks, so they're like, "Oh, they're of course they're gonna love it, right?" So it's probably a hundred percent. That was my point, but I guess you're right. I guess this is the critics. There's a okay. hundred and nine reviews I'm- now, ninety-four <laughs> percent, and zero. The audience score is non-existent because no one's seen it. So. Uh, oh right. Oh, okay. Well, give it a couple weeks. Is all I'm saying with no, the yeah. audience score. Course, if if you do trust it. All right. Sounds like it's a great movie. Let's go see it together. Let's do yeah, a film session. It. Put that in the film yeah. session uh, Slack. <laughs> All right, I got you. <laughs> oh, we don't even have a film session one. No, we don't. Oh, no. We don't. Yeah, Tragic one. Yeah, All right, I'll create one. one real quick. <laughs> create one real quick. <laughs> uh, okay, our first question. Yeah, we're on the beach. This one's from Luke. With the Grizzlies looking more and more like a playoff team, I was looking at how they can acquire a third option. One of the biggest troubles they have is rebounding when Jaron Jackson Jr. is playing the five. That led me to Harrison Barnes. He's a gettable and reliable scorer under contract, which is important for Memphis, who can guard the wing when needed and play power forward in smaller lineups. Non-sexy trade idea, but realistic? That's the question part there. Uh, What do you think, Tass? Luke got a point here. Harrison Barnes makes sense in a Grizzlies uniform? Harrison Barnes, the Black Falcon, if I'm not mistaken, is his (laughs) nickname. Sounds like a pretty good superhero. That's true. Get him in there. Um, yes, not sexy. I, I get that in terms of the big names. But as we've talked about, we went through a bunch of them, as Skeets did on Tuesday, in terms of the names that could move and the teams looking to make a move. Sometimes you're just not going to get a star. That's just the way the league goes. There's only a handful of stars. So if you set your sights on uh, Harrison Barnes, more of a, a tier two guy who has been performing for the Kings for years, sort of under the radar. I think it is a, a guy who's gettable, and it, this would be the Grizzlies saying we're legit now, right. instead of just us, you know, compiling young guys. We're, we're kind of going for it. They are fourth in the West, and Harrison Barnes. We just talked about Steph Curry. He was the third or fourth best scorer, depending how you looked at it, and he played D on a championship team in 2015. Uh, so I, I think it would be a, a nice move. The Grizzlies fit. Yeah, it makes sense, I think, from Luke. Uh, and and from the Kings' perspective, at some point you probably got to cash in on Harrison Barnes uh, because you just got to 
we talked about them as making moves for their big guys, but can you get an asset for Harrison Barnes here? Uh, good contract. If you traded him for Steven Adams to the Memphis Grizzlies and the Grizzlies sweetened it with something like, don't want to go this sweet, speaking of Canada, um, for Clark, Brandon Clark, and Adams, that would be the deal. That would make sense. I mean, is that too sweet? Is that too much for Harrison Barnes? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Or Adams in a pick. Yeah. Um, I don't but, love yeah. giving up both bigs. No. Yeah, I, I know. It's unfortunate. That. It's unfortunate. Yeah, but I, I don't see it otherwise because I, I don't see them. I don't see the Kings saying, uh, give us four year small contracts. Um, they, they, they would, I think, make sense to get like one asset plus Adams because the numbers work and because the contract lengths work. But I think, yeah, the Kings can probably get something better elsewhere. I, I don't know if the Grizzlies want, unless they have their sights set on if they love um, one of the, the Grizzlies' young players. But I don't, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't see that happening. What do you think, Lee? What, uh, Luke's idea here, uh, the Grizzlies being a team that should look at a guy like Harrison Barnes. Yeah, um, they, they, they've certainly had a weird season because since Ja Morant went down, their defense has cranked right up and uh, offensively they've been okay. So Harrison Barnes coming in there. I mean, he, he's one of those solid vets who you know is not going to come in and sort of expect to take all the shots and that. He'll sort of slot into a role. I think he's very professional like that. It's just what you have to give up to him because they're not a super big team. You know, I, I wouldn't – I'd be very reluctant to sort of give up too much of their uh, – you know, like Stephen Adams for him because I just think they need him. Uh, but yeah, he, I think he, in theory, would fit there and he's a, another good guy to have sort of end of games closing them out. But that doesn't seem to be a real problem of theirs right now. But uh, yeah, if the Grizzlies do want to make a bit of noise, I think another veteran scorer is helpful. It's just what what would they realistically give up to get him? Um, I'm not sure they have the pieces unless they were to give up one of their younger players, which probably also wouldn't be the best thing to do for the Grizzlies right now. How about Kyle Anderson as the centerpiece of this deal? Kyle Anderson going to the Kings. Jarrett Culver makes the deal work. He's got a team option for next season where Anderson's going to be expiring. Not getting a ton of free agents in Sacramento, but you can talk yourself into uh, Kyle Anderson being a helpful player. He's certainly helpful on the Grizzlies. He actually plays defense. He moves the ball. That could help the Kings. I love this kind of trade because it's an actual realistic trade that can kind of happen. This is true sicko mode, throwing Harrison Barnes into a trade because, you know, Harrison Barnes is, like Tass is saying, kind of a second-tier trade target, but he's one of my favorite guys the team should be targeting right now. He's got $20 million on his deal this year, just 18 next year, does a little bit of everything, can play the four, can play the three, can get his own shot, can hit threes, plays defense, can hit a game winner if you need him to. Team should definitely be calling on Harrison Barnes. Good stuff, Luke. Got us talking about it. Who knows if it happens, but uh, you got the stream team chiming in as well. Yeah, I'm seeing, like... Uh... Is Dylan Brooks and slow-mo plus second-round pick enough to get Harrison Barnes? I think the Kings would do that. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, whether yeah, or not the Grizzlies yeah. are saying, uh, I mean, I think that's maybe still a little too much. But, yeah, the type of player that we probably see dealt, yeah, maybe more along the Harrison Barnes uh, type of guy. Next cue there, Tessie. Sup, dinky donkeys. I was catching up on last week's episodes, and as you guys were talking about Brandon Boston against the Celtics— and other similar player names versus cities, I was losing my mind, and here's why. Yeah, the Clippers' Brandon Boston was going off. I'm a huge NBA draft nerd, and I'm here to let you know that we are set to welcome a Caleb Houston okay. and a Matthew Cleveland into the NBA next season. If they get drafted to the Rockets and Cavs, I will lose my mind, and so should you. Turn off, love you guys, bing bong. 
That's from Zach A. Well, thank you for the info there. I did fact check them. Indeed, these are real people. And uh, <laughs> they do play basketball, and they seem to be very good at it, and they will be in the league. Uh, would have been an issue, though, with Caleb Houston. It's H-O-U-S-T-A-N. <laughs> now, what would we have done with that? Or what will we do with that? Uh, that's a tough one because, you know, we had rules. We had strict rules when it came to the last name. It's got to be the exact same as the team they're playing. But, yeah, Matthew Cleveland, I guess he'll be Count a it. mix. Count it. Count it. Count yeah. Houston. It's pronounced Houston, and I yeah. actually think that this guy should become a no-dunks favorite. He's a Canadian from Mississauga. He plays for Michigan. He's going to be a top 10 pick. They say he has tremendous shooting range and rebounding skills. Wow. This is like our perfect player so here. We got to be so Houston should... fans. All right. Mm. We will be stands for Houston. <laughs> also, also, when you think about Dwayne Wade, his name is misspelt. You know, he's a D-W-Y-A-N-E. And Antoine Jameson's was also misspelt. So we can just put this into that same bracket. Houston, just misspelt. It sounds the same. You pronounce it the same way. So it counts. All right. All right, but we're not uh, count, we're not counting Antonio McDyess versus you know <laughs> San Antonio, or that's we're not doing that as we said. But that's a first name too. This is the last name. I like that part. Okay, I'm fine with it. We're counting it when he when he hopefully scores when our guy Caleb Houston scores. What was the record? What did Allen Houston have? Thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. When he was a piston. Okay, when yeah. when Caleb Houston scores thirty six against the Houston Rockets, you know we're going to be celebrating it and we're going to be counting it. All right. That's the official rule, Tass. Any problems with that? No, no. Okay. I'm a Houston stan. It's true. I'm looking up. Man, this guy is a baller for the Canadian national team as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing Played his thing for under the under 16, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, under 19, I think. Under, under 16, under 16. Yeah, you're 16, right. Yeah. They play young. These. Then he played under 17. Then he played under 18. Then he played under 19. Yes, I think I saw him at square one in Mississauga. Uh, yes, Caleb Houston. He's the man. Yeah. Do you know what street he grew up on, <laughs> Tass, in Mississauga? No, no, no. I'm no. just curious. Maybe he lived right around the corner from you. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I mean, yeah. he's he's a little younger than I am. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't play his uh, play him in high school or anything. No. And no, didn't play no. his older brother. Maybe maybe as a brother. Yeah. Maybe his pop. <laughs> pop Houston. That's true. I mean, that's oh wow, that's scary. These, yeah, these guys coming into the league, Lee. They could be your son. <laughs> Yeah, you're old. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. final final one. Here. Uh, question: Listening to the pod as usual during work on this early Monday morning, I was remembering when I first watched you guys on NBA TV, and Trey and Tass were going head to head in rapid fire challenge hosted by Skeets, and I was hooked. Every time I turned on NBA TV, I hoped to catch the starters doing my favorite segment. Then I got hooked onto the podcast due to the pun gun. The question is, what's one segment from any of y'all's previous work that you would love to bring to No Dunks? Keep the classics coming. That's from Benton Anderson. That's a great name right there, Benton. Um, Trey, you go first. Yeah, what's something that we've done, a segment we've done in in our uh, what, what did, our what previous did network say? days? Our previous network days that you'd like to see come to No Dunks. Oh, thanks for asking, Benton. We didn't get a ton of notes from the suits in our previous network days. There was one gift we weren't allowed to show. And as far as I remember, <laughs> we only had one segment that ever got shut down, which is pretty funny. When you consider a certain rebounding segment that has since been introduced, JD, roll that aged beef footage. 
Back with the starters where we're already headed to the NBA Butcher Shop. Yes, despite the 2017-18 NBA season, not even starting yet, our butcher Trey Kirby has some tasty beefs he'd like to try and sell us. Mm. TK, what do you got over there? Ooh, some nice I got cuts. some nice beef. Oh, this first so offering, mm, delicious center cut beef, one of the biggest beefs that we have. It's Joel Embiid versus Hassan Whiteside, guys. Little cooking tip, unless you like it softy, cook it for at least 31 hours. You guys buying this beef? This beautiful beef here is perfect one to make for someone who won't talk to you. It'll win them over right quick, but only if you let them stay around until it's done cooking. It's a petite filet. It's Isaiah Thomas versus Danny Ainge. Are you buying this delicious beef? Yeah, you want a quick beef? It's the butcher's <laughs> special. It's called the Clown Royale. It's so tasty. You'll be talking for it, about it for years after eating it. It's James Harden versus Kevin McHale, and it's huge, the size of my face. You guys buying this beef? <laughs> That's the last time we had the butcher shop on <laughs> our previous network. Uh, I don't know what they didn't like about it. No, <laughs> Maybe no the close-up shots of the beef getting slapped, maybe the blood everywhere, maybe me sniffing a raw cut of meat. I don't know what it was, but uh, after that show is when the butcher shop had to get closed down, health inspector said, too gross. Too gross for okay, the well, network. Here's here's my thinking with why the NBA didn't like that segment. It had nothing to do with you slapping your meat, as I say live on air there, as you smack <laughs> it in the first shot. Uh, it had nothing to do with you picking up all these like uh, cuts. What what if their issue with it is like we are talking about drop like beef like this For guy sure. versus this guy and they don't like each other and all that like you know the NBA is a little PC sometimes with that stuff like that maybe could be the reason they're like don't do this. I, I think you're right. I think this is yeah. also, this was like the first week and a half of the season. Maybe the yeah. lights are brighter and we're kind of shining a light on players beefing. Oh, yeah. Come on. These I are know, like I massive know. stories. You know, what are we going to yeah. do? Cut out six minutes of our show? Of our 22-minute show? There's no chance we can <laughs> fill those six minutes with just voices. Come on. I need some beef slaps. So you said that was that was the last time? That was the last one, yeah. But we did it previous to that. We did. Yeah, we had done it previous to that. Because sure. you had like a bloody apron yeah. once too. I remember that. Yeah, that was my clean right? one. Yeah, I cleaned up for the yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because it was opening week. Just got that apron cleaned, I guess. In the <laughs> I think it was opening week. I think, yeah, we uh, dinged in the season. It was October 17th of, was it 2017, I think? That yep. clip that so, we just showed? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so wow. it was an early one for sure. Uh, it could have been opening night. I, it might have been. Might have been. <laughs> I think that's why they were watching the show. They watched one yes. episode of The Starters yeah. that, the that year, this? and it was that one. And then, of course, it was so frustrating because they were like, just get rid of it. We don't want it. And this this came down to our bosses, basically, and they're like, you got to cut it. And we're like, okay, well, why? They just said cut it. They just said cut it. Okay. So, well, maybe they meant so cut the beast, slice it, slice it up. Oh, they're hungry. You know, maybe that. Yeah, miscommunication. Yeah, People well, did get happened, fired uh, up in the studio, though, when it was butcher shop day because, like, Rick knows, I'm oh, taking yeah. me home a beef. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just about to ask, what did we do with all that meat? And it got it got cooked, right? I guess the, the, the crew took it home. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. They, they appreciated Trey tenderizing it, slapping it, getting it all ready for the, for the grill. Yeah, there's you know you know good old Rick. His mouth was watering that whole day. Oh, can't wait to get uh, my hands on that beef. You would have thought we gave all of it to Dennis Scott, as Jeremy points out, to see those grill marks. Uh. Uh. Right? 
Maybe he complained. He was like, no, I'm the beef guy around here. <laughs> <laughs> he had his own segment, yeah. <laughs> it was it was opening night. I do remember flashbacks, yeah. 17, 17, October 17th, 2017. Yeah, And that's exactly why they were tuned in because it was opening night. Yep. What do we got on our <laughs> Let's air? See what these guys are doing. <laughs> we, we could have, we, and we, honestly, we could have done it a hundred more times and they never would have known because they don't, right. they never watched it. So just opening night. Yeah, what are you going to do? Okay. Stupid executives just, just <laughs> making themselves heard to be heard. That's it. Think it do you think it was a vegetarian? Uh, it's possible. It's possible. Oh, that's an interesting theory too. I like that. <laughs> like, oh. How do they know it wasn't Beyond Beef? Maybe it was. Maybe it was an Impossible <laughs> Beef. You buying this Beyond Beef? Same ring to it. Okay, so the butcher shop coming back for Trey. What about you, Tass? What would you like to see make a triumphant return here to No Dunks? What segment? The studio segment. Like being in a studio with you guys. Oh. That's my segment. Looking forward to it happening. It's in the works. It's Everybody coming. should be excited. It's Whoa. happening. We will wow. be in the studio. Are you breaking this news right now? Are you the energy shocked? is different. Well, yes. It's it's no. I mean, it's not broken till it's broken. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. So I'm gonna say it. It's gonna happen. We will all be in the same room. <laughs> all the same beef in the exact same room. Soon. That's right. Can I just say that this is a new record because I'm looking at the doc and I can see that Lee is already prepping tomorrow's doc, and we haven't even we haven't even gotten to the second break yet. I think he did that yesterday too. Yeah. If I'm if I'm watching, if I'm Hawkeyeing it, I think. Lee, were you were you copying pasting yesterday before the second break? Uh, Probably. I'd like to prepare it because it's such a short transition after the show to get lunch, get this all done, and get to JD's. I've got to. If there's a little you know window there, I've got to start getting it ready. So. Do you have an answer for this question? <laughs> yeah, what about uh, we bring back our draft lottery stuff? Uh, it's only the once a year thing, but you know how we used to try to predict who was going to win uh, yeah. the number one pick overall. We had some fun with that. The funniest one was the time, I think it was in Balloons, where Trey popped one, and it was the tiny, tiny, tiny. <laughs> so I don't that know was very that spinal tap that moment. I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, hey, this is what we wanted to do. Print out all of the team names and stuff them in balloons, and then what's going to happen is Trey's going to pop the balloon, he's going to show it to camera. And we'd, we'd neglected to say, make it big enough so that it can be read on camera. But uh, yeah, and wasn't it, didn't it just say the Chicago Bulls? Yeah. Like, it wasn't the logo. Trey, Trey's getting yeah. the pick right now. Because yeah, 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 it yeah, is right. worth seeing if you're on the street. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share real quick here, JD. Sorry to throw you for a loop ski, but it's got Sorry. to be oh. done. And if you're on the stream team, uh, go over to our social media because Skeets, you said uh, that I uh, I revealed it, but the classic factory's been revealed. There it is. <laughs> you're even squinting at the back of it. Uh, make it a little smaller, please. That is legitimately hilarious. Now, if the network oh, was actually paying attention to their show, this is a legit note you should have come down really hard on us and said what are you doing you can't even see you couldn't put the logo on and you can barely read the text you're doing a television show for for god's sakes but uh they didn't 
didn't. What size is that font? I mean, it's not even 12, I feel like. Yeah, it was an eight. Somehow so small. Little. <laughs> so little. I would love to see Mark Tatum with the uh, with the lottery results on ESPN where he just holds it up and everyone's like, what? And then they zoom in. Oh, okay. You can barely see it with the zoom. Like, this is yeah. what it looked like on broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> we were just loud in it. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, JD, what about you? Do you have a segment you'd like to see uh, come back? Oh, you know, I'd like to see them all come back. I was watching the beginning of that show. Trey sent it to me this morning, and it was – I couldn't believe how frantic the opening is. You know, like the, you go through the intros so fast because we only had 22 minutes. It's like, man, we should bring that back. We're like hour 10 into this show already. It was, it was kind of, you know, 30 seconds off of it, but uh, – it was just like so you, – you forget the energy of live TV. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's right. a completely different thing. But, uh, yeah, so I'm with Tass. Like, the studio is going to be pretty cool. It, that The energy is going to be a lot different, I think. I hope. I hope. Just back to Benton's email, I just realized something. He called the segment that hooked him on television, he called it Rapid Fire. Yeah, it's crossfire. I think he means crossfire. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> right, we did yeah, rapid right. fire the very, very first season on TV. Ooh. Oh. The, he did not get hooked during the first season. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> he was hooked by Jan the Pelican. <laughs> John? Jan? John? Uh, when Matt dressed up as the new Pelican's mascot. <laughs> that was our first so show. That's so, so funny, that. man. <laughs> yeah, so that, funny. that would be hilarious if that still existed somewhere. I thought it did. I thought it was one of those clips that was on Facebook or something, but couldn't find possible. it one time. Yeah. Uh, Orange Mamba, nothing to fear here because you say rest in peace, Stream Team, when the studio comes. No, 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 no. Don't, don't you no worry way. about that. Stream Team will be live and well, um, even though when we're all in the same studio. We're figuring some things out, but Tass is right. You're right. We did break some like sort of behind the scenes uh, studio progress happening. Uh, you may have seen our classic factory sign that is uh, will be hanging in our new little spot, but we're getting close. Very close, I would say, uh, to get, all getting in the same room and and doing these insane shows. Yeah, jump um, on the cl- uh, jump on the social medias to see the classic factory sign, and, and we'll upload that size eight font. If you're listening and you didn't happen to see <laughs> nice. it, and you want to zoom in, you want to pinch and pull and see that size eight. Yeah, did have anybody, a look. See, did anybody go get Jan the Pelican? Uh, while we were talking, no, mm. no. We'll get, we'll, uh, let's let's have it for after the break. We'll take our final break. We'll do Tweet of the Night, and we'll show you, for some of you new people here to know Dunks, uh, the first ever show, right, that we did oh, yeah. on NBA TV as the starters. We had Matteo, well, we'll show you the photo, but uh, Matteo dressed as a potential Pelicans mascot. The That's unbelievable. Show. Was it the first a, show? Yeah, it was. It was. Unbelievable. We had 60 minutes then, or 44 minutes. Yeah, that's right. We'll get you the photo. Uh, we'll take our break, and we'll be right back. All right, back with the No Dunks crew. We have the photo of Matty O dressed as Jan the Pelican. <laughs> uh, our first show ever. We're showing it to you if you're uh, watching here on YouTube. You're part of the stream team. That's uh, <laughs> that's our buddy, Matty O. We were doing an hour show. This is a funny bit. It's a great idea. And uh, I thought Matt killed it, I remember, as like this disgruntled sort of mascot. Mm-hmm. Um, J- JD, do you have any other memories from this again first show that first scene uh it's probably the loneliest i've ever felt being in the control room <laughs> and uh prob- 
our first show, so maybe like the crew itself plus, you know, executives and just uh, looky-loos, dead silence. Like awkward, what are these guys? Who are these guys? What is <laughs> happening right now? Uh, yeah, it was it was uh it was brutal like but like pin drop like bomb like like it was their biggest bomb of all time like honestly isn't, isn't that isn't so. that isn't that sneaky genius then to do it in the first show so you can only go up from there i mean I'm sure yeah yeah but you know like it, it was definitely a big swing. I remember that. And I remember, like, we need a chicken suit. Like, we demand a chicken suit or whatever the hell he was dressed in. And they're like, what are these guys doing? And, yeah, it was just like, yeah, I mean, the mask was hilarious. It's like, I don't even know where this came from. It's like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Party City, probably, yeah. It's from uh, yeah. eyes wide shut, as the stream team yeah. is saying. Yeah. Uh, I love I the like fish the, he's just, carrying. Yeah, <laughs> he's also I just love his attitude too. He like, uh, it was, it's very funny. Like the clip itself is very funny. Um, yeah, to, to set it up, it wasn't the idea. Like the Pelicans hadn't shown us their real mascot yet. Like their right. their new mascot. So we had the exclusive look at it. You know, that was what we were playing up, and then yeah. We tease to it all show. This is going to be revealed. This is an exclusive, and then it's Matt in this costume. <laughs> I mean, it's funny was on it, paper. Was, wasn't Matt though off to the side at the, those first few shows? So, like, did yeah. he get changed during a commercial break? He must have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Wow, Classics, and that big empty studio as well just made it even oh, yeah. stand out even more. There was also, no- <laughs> we didn't really react to it because yeah. we didn't know how we were supposed to react yeah. to it. It was very flat. But then yeah. the funniest part is him saying his name, and we keep trying to say, "Are you saying John Pelican?" <laughs> and he keeps saying Jan, but it sounds just doing like an accent for no reason. That too yeah. is by far the funniest part. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta find the clip somewhere. The clip yeah. must exist, not just the photo. It'd oh, be so. on Facebook if anywhere, but I, I couldn't book? find it one time. Yeah. Mm. All right. The lost okay. season. Some yeah, gems right. in there, maybe. That's oh yeah. So that's when we were doing an hour show, like Taz said, and it's before we were, had the show going up to YouTube. Uh, yeah. So that's why it's very difficult to find that uh, actual yeah. clip. I did uh, come across a rare photo from Matt's perspective in the studio for that first week. Okay. Like him looking at us. And I, I just, so weird. Uh, that was weird to me. Um, but uh, I can't seem to find it now. Like the Jan the Pelican, that photo. God. Uh, what, what a, I'll find, I'll find Yeah, that's, that's weird. Our, year, our first year. It's like our first season. Didn't happen. Yeah. And we're all better for it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all stronger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, tweet of the night. Uh, JD, interested to see where you go with this one because I don't know. As of two hours ago, you didn't have one. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, uh, shocker. I still don't have one. I, I oh. had a hell of a morning this morning. I was driving. I caught in Atlanta traffic. This never happens on my way to Avondale Estates. Now, and I was like, <laughs> God damn it! I got to get back. I'm not like I'm not. Uh, I'm not looking at my phone while I'm driving or anything. So I, I, I knew I had to find a tweet. Uh, then uh, I was on my way to Avondale Estates, as I say, and in <laughs> Avondale Estates, <laughs> uh, I'm, it's important because oh. in that neighborhood, 
in Atlanta here, you're allowed to drive around on a, a golf cart, basically, like a motorized cart. It's kind of oh. it's kind of weird. It's kind of cool. I don't I don't really get why you would want to, but people definitely do it. And oh, yeah. as you're entering Avondale Estates, there's there's a sign warning you that hey, you may come across some of these motorized carts. And uh, I took a picture of it because there was just this genius little piece of graffiti. Lincoln pointed it to me out, okay. actually. And if you look at the picture, <laughs> somebody has taken this C in carts and just replaced it with an F. And uh, I was like, well, I don't have to worry about Tweet of the Night anymore because this is what I'm using. So shout out to the genius who simply replaced the C with an F, motorized farts in use. Love it. Absolutely love it. Could it have been uh, Jackson and uh, he just wanted some play for it? It's possible. I I don't know. I don't. Well, actually, maybe because he does go to school in that area. (laughs) And he was very like, ooh, check it out. Check it out. That's what I'm saying. Nice. Wow, I can't believe, yeah, there's a sign that tells you that they can do it in Avondale Estates. That's right. Weird. So you're not, I guess you're not legally allowed to do it anywhere in Atlanta. Honestly, I don't. You can't do it everywhere. Can you? I don't think you're allowed to. I don't know. You can in Inman Park. People are driving around on golf carts all over the place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but Brookhaven. I thought they could only do it like legally do it during like those festivals and stuff like that. I thought there was something. Yeah, about I don't that know. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Anyway, motorized farts in use. What's a motorized fart sound like? <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why I asked. Well done. Yep. Really good stuff. Uh, pick 'em results. By Bet MGM. Last night's game, the Raptors in Brooklyn to take on the uh, shorthanded Nets. Nets were favored by eight and a half when we made the pick. You said, Lily, that line changed. It got reduced drastically once the Harden news uh, came across the wire. But we had eight and a half. A lot to play with. Um, three of us took the Raptors. Trey swerved, took the Nets. So that's a, a rare loss for Trey. He's eight and two. Tass and Lee improved to five and five. You guys are 500. And. Big news is the coin was finally right. Oh! Because I also had the Raptors, and uh, they covered losing in overtime. So I'm 2-8. and eight. I'm way behind these guys still. I need a game or two here. Tass, where are we going? Big night in the association. Uh, and uh, I think a, kind of a big game for these Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I know they had a, a good loss, if you can call it that, against the Phoenix Suns uh, yesterday. They host the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, a team that... They should have to uh, jump over if they're going to make the postseason. It's right. a small line, minus one and a half at home for the Portland Trail Blazers. They didn't have to travel, even though it was back-to-back for them. So that's, I think, why we're split here. They had a good loss, again, uh, against the, the Suns. It went down to the wires, so that's why Lee and myself are taking the Blazers. Skates and Trey with the Bears tonight. <laughs> Got Bears. Yep. Taking the Bears on the road. Um... This is once once again the coin here, so let's see if uh, the coin can string together a little winning streak and try and gain a game, especially on Lee, who I'm, uh, I'm, I won't be gaining a game on Trey regardless. Uh, we both got the bear, so we'll see. Grizzlies, they can lose by one. Otherwise, the Blazers have to win by two or more points to cover for Tass and Lee. All right, we'll call it there. Fun show as always. Another classic. Since day one, since Jam the Pelican. <laughs> classic. <laughs> 
Uh, email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at nodunksinc. Grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Go to nodunks.com. Get your nodunks merch. And yes, it is the season finale of Survivor 41. Who will win this bad boy? We will have a new No Buffs uh, episode breaking it all down tomorrow on Thursday in the afternoon at some point. Uh, alongside Jason Concepcion talking about that. So, yeah, a lot of games on tonight, Trey. Finale of Survivor. I mean, stock up on energy, man. Sorry, but I'm not a basketball fan tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hate three to say hours. it, three hours of yeah. Survivor. Bulls are postponed. They didn't have a game tonight anyways, so I'm 100% on the island tonight. I'm an island boy. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. All right, so we'll be back, though, to... Uh, to talk about basketball on No Dunks here tomorrow in the No Dunks feed and Survivor in the No Bus feed later in the day. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, borrowing this from Q Ferg in the stream team. As Q Ferg says, no name can be misspelled. Brace the day, people. You could stay.